Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the book of Daniel, but we're doing some cross-referencing related to what we've learned at the end of the ninth chapter, uh, particularly the last four verses in that chapter. We've been looking at Matthew 24 and how Jesus gave insight into that and what he was answering to some questions the disciples asked. We've reached a point in Matthew to where Jesus is about to give some examples. He's going to give an example of a fig tree. He's going to give an example of, uh, well, some other things, several other things that will help give insight into this. But before we get into that, I thought it might do us well to go check the other Gospels out to see uh, what they say about the same thing. You know, the Gospels are, uh, they, uh, particularly Matthew, Mark, and Luke, yeah, they're called synoptic because they, they view it with one eye. Uh, though it's, uh, they have different insights and they view things in different ways. It doesn't mean that they conflict anyway. It's much like if uh, there's a car wreck at an intersection and there's a bunch of pedestrians that saw the accident. Well, the authorities will go around and interview each one because each witness will have seen one particular element and would have seen something. In the case of the gospel writers, they had uh, different purposes. They had different audiences. The Lord was revealing different nuances to them. And you see that in, in, in uh, a lot of the ways that they handle accounts. So let's go to Luke chapter 21, verse 7. And I hope to read this whole thing today, which covers what we've covered so far in Matthew. Verse 7 starts off with this. They ask him, that's Jesus, saying, Teacher, when therefore will these happen? And what will be the sign when these things are about to take place? So you remember that type of phraseology from Matthew 24. Now verse 8. And Jesus said, See to it that you are not misled. For many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and disturbances, do not be terrified. For these things must first take place. But the end does not follow. So we saw the same type of thing. And Matthew said, here's what's going to happen, but the end hasn't arrived yet. Now verse 10. When he continued, then he continued by saying to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be great earthquakes and in various places, plagues and famines. And there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. Now, there's a little nuance here, and there's several of them here in this passage that, that we didn't see in Matthew. Okay? We saw earthquakes, but here Luke is telling us that there's going to be plagues and famines. Well, there's always been plagues and famines, but he's just saying there's going to be more of them. And then he says this, there will be great terrors and great signs from heaven. Okay, there's actually going to be signs from heaven. He doesn't tell us what those signs are. It's really the idea of the Greek, actually, for signs there is like attesting miracles. Okay, well, we saw over in Matthew that false prophets would arise doing great miracles. So it's the same type of thing. Now, Luke 21, verse 12, we continue. But before all these things, they will lay their hands on you and will persecute you, delivering you to the synagogues and prisons, bringing you before kings and governors for my name's sake. So that helps a little bit with the timing that we saw with some things in Matthew. Jesus is saying, before you see these things 
of the last days, the great earthquakes, the plagues, the famines, the terrors, the great Before all this, they're going to lay hands on you, and they're going to do some things to you. But listen to verse 13 of Luke 21, an extremely encouraging verse, if we'll receive it this way. It will lead to an opportunity for your testimony. (laughs) He says, when these kind of things happen, it will lead to an opportunity for you to testify what I have done in your life, what the Lord God has done in your life. So he says to do this, verse 14. So make up your mind not to prepare beforehand to defend yourself. In other words, when these type of things are happening, when they're persecuting persecuting you, don't be defensive. Don't try to defend yourself. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't uh, try to protect your life. Some people want to read that that way. No, he's talking about when you get hauled before the kings and the princes and they're persecuting you in religious things and all that kind of stuff. He says, don't do this. Why? Verse 15 shows us and gives, uh, gives us understanding. For I will give you utterance and wisdom, which none of your opponents will be able to resist or refute. In other words, don't worry about thinking, okay, I've got to get my uh, my act together. I've got to get my Bible verses lined up to where I can defend God before these people. No, no, no. Don't do that. Don't even think about that. He says, you walk with me, and I'm going to give you utterance, and I'm going to give you wisdom, and nobody's going to be able to refute you, and nobody's going to be able to resist you. Verse 16. But you will be betrayed even by parents and brothers and relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death, and you will be hated by all because of my name. Verse 18, yet not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your lives. He's saying, you know, some of you will die. But the bottom line is this. He said, you keep pressing on. You keep enduring. This is one of the verses, along with some other verses in Scripture, that show us that the strongest evidence, the primary evidence that you are rightly saved, that you're truly saved, that you're truly born again, is the fact that you endure. You don't endure to attain salvation. You don't endure to maintain salvation. But the endurance is evidence of true salvation. And by your endurance, you're going to gain your lives, your soul, as the Greek says here. Verse 20. But when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then recognize that her desolation is near. Then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. Now, we've seen this fleet of the mountain things before, but we haven't seen this surrounded by armies. Notice this in plural. And that's really important. And we probably won't get into it and in, in what we're going through in Daniel right now. But that's really important to understand what's happening. Then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. And those who are in the midst of the city must leave. And those who are in the country must not enter the city. Because these are days of vengeance so that all things which are written will be fulfilled. Woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. For there will be great distress upon the land and wrath to this people. And they will fall by the edge of the sword and will be led captive into all the nations. And Jerusalem will be trampled underfoot by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. And you can see how these verses here in Luke give us some insight in Matthew and how Matthew give us insight into Luke. And you must know both these, as well as the passage over Mark. You must know these to gain the full understanding that the Lord wants us to have. Now, the last few verses right here, uh, last four verses. There will be signs in sun and moon and stars. Remember, we saw that in the last episode in Matthew. It's the same thing. And on earth, dismay among nations and perplexity 
at the roaring of the sea and the waves. So here's something only Luke tells us about. There's sun, moon, and stars. There will be signs. And Matthew tells us they're going to go dark. But then he says the earth is going to be dismayed among the nations. The people of the nations are going to be perplexed, going to be dismayed because the sea and the waves, the way they're acting, they're going to be perplexed at how the ocean is behaving. Verse 26, men fainting from fear and the expectation of the things which are coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. There's going to be a shaking that takes place. There's going to be these earthquakes. There's going to be the sea acting in strange ways. Men are going to be literally passing out. Verse 27, then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And But when these things begin to take place, straighten up, lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. We saw the Son of Man coming like this in the Matthew passage, right? But here in Luke, he tells us, hey, when you see this stuff, then straighten up, lift up your heads. Your redemption is drawing nigh. We sort of gives the idea that those who are believers are laying low. You're laying low because there's nothing, nothing wrong with that, okay? But he says, now you can straighten up. You can lift up your head because you know that you are about to receive your redemption. It's really a very exciting passage, Luke 21. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.